Hello, Cherish Beauties. Welcome back to my channel. You are talking to me, Maria, and you are watching Father to Daughter Ministries. Thank you for coming back. Um, I do have a guest. I'm so excited. Hi, Arnold. Hi, how are you? <laughs> okay. I'm so excited, guys. I know that I have been making some changes to um, YouTube and to the podcast. I'm bringing new stuff in that, you know, I just feel like God is revealing to me giving some fresh wind to it. So I'm super, super excited to have my very first guest. You are my first? number one guest. Oh my God, the pressure. <laughs> you are my number yes. one guest. Okay, so, let's um, do it. I'm so, so excited. And if you are listening on Spotify, thank you so much for connecting with me. This is super exciting. Um, and I want your feedback. Let me know what you guys think because this is my first time. This is the day of first, literally. Oh, we'll oh go, we'll talk about we'll that, talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, but this is a day of first. So I'm on YouTube and I'm on Spotify at the same time. And we're going to see how this flows and see how it works. I'm super excited about it. I'm going to stop saying super excited. <laughs> okay. So the last time we talked, I was talking about meditation. And talked about how it just really just helped me really to hear the voice of God and to hear like the things to do and really just to calm down. I use meditation, breathing uh, technique on my way up here. Life happens so unexpectedly, right? Mm -hmm. It hits you. You just don't even realize it's going to. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, just using those techniques. That's what I talked about last time. But today I want to talk about, um, and this is why I brought you on too. I want to talk about what does exercise or what does health and physical fitness have to do with your spirituality and how does that help to develop it? Um, and for me, let me just speak for myself. Um, so let me just say, I met you Arnold yes. at Cycle Bar. Yep. And it was magical. <laughs> it was absolutely magical. Let me tell you why. So I'm on a spiritual journey. I'm on um, this momentum. And um, I wanted to try Cycle Bar. I've never tried it before. And I was like, oh, I was on Facebook. I get a free ride. Why not try it? Why not? Yeah. And I tried it with Arnold's class. And I was like, okay, what am I going to expect? And of course, <laughs> he had it pumping. Like the music was great. You're really good at picking music. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Very good at picking music. Um, and it was like, I'm like, okay, I got this. I got this. But then Arnold did something different. And he just started speaking in a tone that was so, I said spiritual. Yes. Everybody that I talked to, I said it was very spiritual. Um, because his voice literally took me on a whole different level. And it helped me to keep going. It helped me um, to really trust my body. And it helped me to um, motivate myself by just hearing your voice. Um, and, and I remember like as he was motivating us, uh, motivating me and the people that were in the room, I was like, man, like all these crazy ideas were coming to me. And I was like, I don't have my notebooks. So I hope I remember this. Like, oh my gosh, like this man's voice. And the words, and let me tell you guys something. Words are crucial. They are. Would you agree? Yes. Like yes. words and what you say. You say it, when you say it. Yes. Uh, um, like the direction of your voice when you say it, it matters. It matters. And it mattered that day. Very, like, and the thing about it is, he didn't even know it. He had no idea. <laughs> No idea at all. And I remember I was like, okay, I called three people when I got finished. And I was like, man, that was such a spiritual moment. Like it just took me on a whole nother level. I love the guy. So I went back a second time and the guy was good, but it wasn't Arnold. He didn't get me to that level of 
thinking and creativity and just releasing whatever was in my mind. So um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to see if that was just a, a hap- what is it called? A happenstance? I don't know. Oh. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I think we, I, y'all know what yes, I'm trying to say. They know. They know. They're smart. <laughs> they got it. Yeah, I hope, I hope everybody got that. But anyway, so I went back the third time. And the third time I went, specifically, I signed up for your class. I was like, I'm going to see if he can do this again. And he did. <laughs> and I remember not only did he push my body to a limit that I wasn't used to pushing myself, but mentally, like I said, spiritually, it was still there. So much so that I got off my bike after everybody left and I walked up to him and I said, I really want to fight you. I know I don't know you, but I want to fight you. And he's like, well, I hope that's in a good way. Right. I, was like, I was a little confused. <laughs> I was like, ooh, we're so, about to tussle up in this room right, right quick. <laughs> so I did ask him, I said, you know, I have a podcast, would you be interested? And so here we are guys. So we're on the father to daughter ministry page and the podcast. So I brought him here because you know, after I talked to you and I was like, hey, you took me on a whole spiritual high and we were talking. Um, you did mention that somebody kind of helped you do that when you were in someone else's cycle class. You want to tell me about that? Yeah. So I started my cycle journey with um, who's now one of my best friends, uh, Amy. So she was teaching at Cycle Bar. And the first I took another class before hers. It was a 5 a.m. class. So mind you. It is hard to motivate anybody at five in the morning. Okay. I don't care what you're oh throwing gosh. at me. I don't care what motivational speaking you're doing. Yeah. It's not going to stick at 5 a.m. Okay. No. Uh, so that was the first class I took. And then I went back and took Amy's, um, not really knowing her very well. But the passion she was putting behind what she was saying and the passion behind the beat drops, the music, the moment, just being in that room, I was like, I've had the same reaction you did. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I came in here expecting to just sweat and work out and Mm -hmm. I left here just feeling like empowered and motivated and ready to take on the day for whatever was coming my way. The world was yours and whatever came your way, you got it. Like you could conquer it. I was ready. You were ready to, you could have built a business in that Mm -hmm. one day. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things where every time I took her class, it was the same thing, same thing, the same thing. It was just like, Oh my gosh, so this is just who you are at this uh, point. Like yeah. it's not really you're not you can't fake it. Like that is not something you can fake in the room. Right. I will say there have been days where I have gone in there with the mindset of just like defeat or tired just from the day where I've had to fake it like the first like two, three songs because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get myself and then once that one beat drops. Once I get in the move and the groove, I'm like, oh, okay, now we're in it to win it. And I right. feel like the I feel like class knows. Like they know when it's yeah. like, oh, there he is. Yeah. Like he's he's back. Yeah. Um but it just was something that stuck with me and then I continued to take her classes and then the opportunity arose to become an instructor and I was like if I could be anywhere half as good as Amy like that would be my dream and then um RIP she has left cycle bar um but I've tried to continue um that legacy I guess you could say um doing a great job thank you thank you you really really are um I think you know I like you said I wasn't expecting to get that Mm -hmm. you know I was expecting to you know, of course, like increase my abilities physically and things of that nature. But to go to a cycle class and experiencing a spiritual um, experience, it was was like, whoa, what is this? But it just makes me realize and, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how your body is your temple and you really got to take care of your body, mind, spirit, body, everything is all connected. And listening to your voice telling me to keep going. And oh, 
this is what I love about Arnold. Okay, so in his voice, he's like, okay, keep going, do this, do that. He's like literally instructing you. It's like in the moments that my toes are going numb, he's like, okay, do angle your, you know, wiggle how you your wiggle toes. your toes. Uh-huh. And it's like, how do you know? <laughs> like my toes are really numb. But like he's instructing me through the process and he has no idea of what my body is physically feeling, how I'm mentally feeling. But it's like in the moment, he knew exactly what to say, knew exactly how to instruct. And I don't know, maybe he saw it on my face. I don't know. Like who knows? <laughs> I will say, I think a lot of the time too, when I'm, uh, coaching and instructing, I base it off how I feel. Mm. So anytime I'm like, all right, breathe, that's a reminder for myself to breathe mainly. Um, and it usually happens to be a good reminder for the rest of class. Or when I'm saying stuff like, okay, wiggle your toes, uh, relax your face, relax your jaw, because I tend to tighten up my jaw when I'm like on the bike, or I tend to, you know, if you've ever taken a cycle class with the clip and shoes, you tend to point your toes forward and your heels come up and that's when your toes start going numb. Mm. And so when I start to feel it, I'm like, okay, someone else is probably feeling it. So right. it's that vocal reminder of, okay, drop your heels, wiggle your toes, right. relax your face, drop your shoulders, like those form cues. But I feel like as even as little as it sounds, I, I harp a lot on form mm-hmm. more than anything else because if you have improper form, you're going to hurt yourself. And at the end of the day, Yes, I can motivate you. Yes, I can push you. Yes, I can be your number one cheerleader in the room. But if you're not fixing your form at the end of the day, you're not going to grow. You know, it's like, so it's little reminders of like, not only am I here to be your number one coach and cheerleader and fan, but also at the same time, making sure you're not getting hurt and you're, because you're not showing up out of habit. You know, you're showing up to make a difference every class. So it's like, okay, what are the steps that's going to get you to where, okay, this next class I got my heart rate up a little higher. This mm-hmm. next class, I pushed my power even higher. The next class after that, I felt like I got was out of the saddle longer. Mm-hmm. This next, you know, so little little achievements, little even baby steps every time is the goal. That's, that's amazing that you said that because literally that's my mindset every time I go in is to set a different goal. Like, okay, do what do I need to do? Stay up longer? Like, okay, Maria, push yourself to some capacity but sometimes put you're just like okay push yourself but what does that mean right and it's i like to i'm sure you realize in class i like to even when in class we do what we call a hill climb so even when we're climbing up the hill we have a lot of resistance on the bike and you're i like to speak and create that illusion of okay you are actually climbing a hill mm-hmm. so what is at the top of this oh, hill for you yes. you know like yes. what is, what is your goal you're pushing yes. towards like you didn't show up just to go up and down these hills for no reason. Like you, sh- there is something at the top of this hill right. and envision it and it gets you just deeper embedded because for me, and not to just go on a tangent, but like for me, when I work out, when I do cycle bar, whatever I do, I do it to get away from everything else. Yeah. You know, for even if it's for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. there's not an email I have to respond to. There's not a text I have to mm-hmm. look at. There's not a social media post I'm having to revise. There's not anything like that. Nobody needs me in that room other than myself. Yes. Like you are the priority. Yes. In this moment, in this hour, 45 minutes. You, it is, you are okay. It is okay to be selfish. Yes. It is oh, okay in those yes. 45 minutes yes. to just be selfish be and selfish. focus on you. Yes. That is amazing. And I think, um, especially in the time we're in, everything that's going on, we 
know everybody's mental health is incredibly important. We're always talking about self-care. You hear yes. everybody talking about self-care and a lot of people don't know what that looks like. And for me, this is a part of my self-care. Yeah. You know, the spiritual enlightenment and what I get spiritually is a bonus. It's like the cherry on top. But I purposely said, I'm going to do something different for me. You know, and my kids, you know, I've got two kids. So they're always like, mommy, I want to go. Which, by the way, I may bring my daughter this Saturday because she's like, mommy, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. And hey, if you are a single mom or if you are a parent and your children want to do things with you, yes, allow them to do, especially if they're teenagers, because that doesn't happen for long. However, it is okay to say, I need this to myself. I need this to myself so I can be better for you. Yes. So when you need me, I can be emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically available. I've realized that when people come in, I try to chat with people before and after class and I'll be like, hey, how was your day? Like, what's going on? And usually if their response is, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm so ready to be here. I'm so ready to sweat. I'm thankful to be here. It's because they've gone through something that day that they're ready to forget about. And so that's kind of like my, and I like to go around and ask and talk to people because then that kind of gives me a path or a route that's mm-hmm. like okay some people they've got some heavy things weighing yeah. on them so how do i help them release that and leave it on the bike and leave it there and leave the room with fresh like energy yeah but, you know and I, I say it a lot i tend to say the same things a lot so if you take my class once you've basically taken it 12 <laughs> times but i feel like every time it's fun and it's different but i feel like i always say that you know this is your time to be selfish it's okay to not worry about anybody else but also you came in this room with something that you don't want to leave with. So figure out what that is in these 45 minutes. And I like to do, I found myself recently almost hitting little checkpoints. Like after like song four or five, all right, have you stepped out of your comfort zone yet? Yeah. But you know, by then, like by like song like 10 or 11, I'm like, all right, did you leave what you didn't want on the bike yet? Because if you haven't, you got about two more songs. So really dig deep, reset, refocus, take a deep breath and figure out what you need in these last like two songs. So what I can appreciate is that you not only take our bodies physically to a different place, mentally. I think I probably put more focus on the mental than anything else, yes. but it's because when I go in that room, nine times out of 10, I need the workout more than if somebody like okay. else does in that room. Okay. Um, and I've noticed that recently, even like earlier this week when I taught, I think I taught Monday, Tuesday, um, Tuesday, yesterday, yeah. I walked in and I remember I was just like, I don't know how this class is about to go because I've had I had had just a rough mm-hmm. mental day, so much on my mind, and I was like, I'm either gonna be bomb and it's gonna be so great, or I'm either just gonna be very monotone and we're just gonna get the point across and right. we're gonna sweat. And I think I started out that way for like the first song or two, and then after that, it was just like that endorphins and mental yeah. release happened, yeah. and it was that's just it. one of those things where I was just like, all right, I needed this workout more than you guys needed it, and that's why I like coaching there because I'm not just on a microphone walking around. Mm-hmm. I'm actually doing the workout right. with you. Right. And you know what? You do it so effortlessly. Like we can't tell that you need it. Oof. So when you told me at, at our first meeting, you said what you don't know is that I'm like telling myself, I'm reminding myself mm-hmm. to do this. Like you can't tell. You just literally look like he looks like he's doing it for us. Like <laughs> this is all for you. You know, like I got this, you know, he does it. Like I'm just like, oh my God. First of all, I can barely breathe. <laughs> I can barely breathe and pedal, and he's talking, breathing, and pedaling. And it's just like you have oh. to master how when to take a breath, oh. when not to take a breath. 
uh, when to black out the room and turn the lights off so you can take a moment and just breathe. <laughs> so this so, is all strategic. <laughs> sometimes I black out that room because there's a beat drop coming and we're about to push hard, but sometimes I black out that room because I just need to move the microphone for a second. I need to take a breath, remind myself who I am, and get right back to it. And I love it because you can tell. And that's really, you know, we all go through a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, and one of the biggest things that I went through was my divorce. Nobody knew. Right. A lot of people didn't know that I was going through a divorce and I was like really broken for like at least a solid year and a half. Right, like yeah. it was like hell. It's not know? something you easily come like you know, from. It's not. And a lot of times people wear it on their face. They wear it on their bodies and how they talk. And I was very not because I wanted to hide it, but I was adamant to be like, OK, this is not about to beat me down. Had I had soccer bar then? Ooh. Oh my God. I don't know where you'd be right Ooh, now. I know, but you know what? <laughs> God's timing is perfect. Yes. And this is perfect timing. This is divine timing. Yes. So, um, man, it's, it's been a journey. And I will say, it's for some people, like you said, some people wear it on their face and they can't help it. I definitely will uh, agree with you. I'm one of those people that if I'm going through something nine times out of 10, I don't show it. Right. I don't show it. I don't talk about it. I smile through it. Mm -hmm. I can pretty easily throw it to the back of my mind, yeah. stay focused on whatever I'm doing. And then when I get home, it's usually where I just like decompress, decompress. and it all comes out. Yes. Now, occasionally, like yesterday was one of those days where anybody I came into contact with, it was one of those, like, I came with a warning sign and I was like, mm -hmm. hi, I'm not having a good day and I'm, I can't control it and oh, I can't wow. hide it. So okay. I'm just letting you know that we're, yes, we're going to have lunch together today, but I might be a little extra sassy and yeah. quiet, you know? And so, and so sometimes it's okay to express it and wear it and come with that warning sign because you're people, but it's like those days, I guess it was one of those days where I was very strategic with who I hung out. Oh, so I was like, not everybody's going to be able to handle me yes. at this point. Yes. So like I went to lunch with a friend and then I did cycle bar and then I went mm -hmm. dinner with like three or four friends, but it was friends that I knew that they would be okay with me in this mental yes. state, Yes. you know, and they would be, and sometimes it's one of those things where it's like, just let me get through this. I don't need yeah. you to ask me if I'm okay. Oh, I don't need yes. you to ask me how yes. you can help. You know what? Let's just continue on. Let me get this Let's out. Let's just keep going. And just keep going. Oh my goodness. I cannot tell you how important it is to have the right tribe mm -hmm. around you to know that it's okay to say that yes. and your tribe not get offended. Yes. So I think having the right tribe around you is incredibly crucial because I'm, I'm even, I've noticed myself, I've kind of stepped back from my groups, not intentional, but it has been intentional in, in a way. You like, don't realize it's intentional. Yeah. Until like, they're like, what's going on? And it's just like, I'm in a I'm in a time right now. Where I just want to be by myself. You know, I'm just trying to rationalize things. I'm trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and I don't want to hear everybody else's voices and opinions. And right. it's just like I need to shut everybody off. I need to focus. Right. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Um, so it's really honestly, I'm at a phase right now in my life where it's just about me. Yeah. And again, I'm not a selfish person. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty giving, but at this time, I'm. It's what do I need so I can get me and my family to that next level of living. Also, too, if you're so, like when you're a person that gives so much, there mm -hmm. comes a time where you need to just step back and reset because you can't really continue yes. to give anymore. Or what you're giving isn't your 100. percent You start mm -hmm. to realize it. I don't. Like, I'm that way sometimes. I get to the point where I overcommit. I do too much. And I find myself pulling back yeah. in the same scenario. Or I, I don't, I tend to not sit at home and watch TV. I don't mm -hmm. really spend a lot of time at home. 
but there is and recently i've noticed it i've been doing it to where i sit at home a little bit more because i'm like i need to be in the right mindset and mental place to be able to be around my people because they this is what i deliver to them this is what they expect from me or this is just who i am in the friend group and i'm usually the giver the advice giver the listener and this and that but if i'm not in that mindset to be able to be that friend for them, mm -hmm. then I need to pull away, right. find what needs, what I need to do, mm -hmm. how I need to reset, and then come back and be like, all right, we're stronger, we're better, right. now we're ready right. for it. And right. you do get a little, you do get a little choosy as to who you bring along during that little reset moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's okay sometimes to say, hey, I don't, I don't want to do dinner tonight mm -hmm. with said person, with whoever it may be, right. because you just know it's one of those where it's like, okay, it's going to be small talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, have you been? What's new? What's this? And yeah. it's like, oh, I don't want to. And you know what I've learned too is that it's okay to say no and not have to give an explanation. Yes. Your no should be sufficient. It yes. should be enough. Um, you know, I think sometimes people, if they're not used to you just saying no and that's it, mm -hmm. they need to know more. Yes. And they need to know more details. And it should just be. No. Or sometimes the guilt auto automatically makes you like yes. word vomit and you're like, no, because, and then you just keep going because you almost yes. go, for me, it's guilt. That's very and true. I'm just like, oh my God, I have to explain to you as to why I can't. Yes. I promise you I can't do this because I'm in, I'm doing X, Y, Z or something instead. But when do we ever get to the point where we say no just because we don't want to? And let, let that be it. You let me know when you get there. Tell me how you got there because I'm still working on it. I'm almost there. I, I, I take that back. I'm probably not almost there, but I want to be almost there, you know, because I feel like that's power. Yes. You know, to be able to say no and your one, your tribe knows and yes. loves you and mm -hmm. can accept that. Mm -hmm. And two, that you don't need their validation yeah. and you can just say, this is just what I want or not want to do. Yeah. And it's okay yeah. without having to give a reason behind that. Um, you know, I'm actually trying to teach my daughter that. My daughter, she's almost 16. She's in high school. She's, yes. And so me teaching her that, but I've noticed that it's not enough to just like tell her verbally. She watches what I do and how I react with my friends and respond to my friends. Well, it's also confusing when you're telling, teaching her. I don't have kids, so you can't, mm -hmm. I can't really watch, but... I'm assuming when you're teaching and telling her, no, you need to say no, 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 no. But then you're being persuaded yes. and you're saying yes, yes. She's like, okay. It's almost that moment where she's going to eventually call you out. And she will. And be like, hey, mom, you're telling me to say yes. no. But yes. I'm watching you in these scenarios. Yes. So you're saying yes, but you don't want to say yes. What? What am I supposed exactly. to do? Exactly. And that's the thing as far as parents. It's crazy how we're hitting on everything. But, <laughs> um, but like as parents, you know, we are quick to say we're teaching or we're, we do this by word of mouth, basically. Like I told you to do this. So this is what I want you to do. Well, I don't want a parent like that. I want a parent by example. Right. You know, I want to parent with my life, just like I want to teach everybody else with my life. Like this is what you, if I'm telling you this, it's because I do it. Right. Um, now, I'm not saying I've perfected it, but I'm in the process of doing it. Exactly. I will say, I think that's on my parents. Like looking back, that's on my parents. Not so much telling me, like they never really had to go through the, I, I don't think, I think I got grounded one time. This is no exaggeration. One time in my life. And oh my I never gosh. had to be grounded ever. But they always, they taught through example. Mm -hmm. They trusted me. Mm -hmm. um, they yes. also taught me what was right, what was wrong. And they let me learn what was right, what was wrong at a pretty early age. And I mean, I was never a bad kid, I would say. But um, I saw it through them. Yeah. What they told me 
<clears throat> I could, I saw them doing it. Yeah. So I believed it. I trusted mm -hmm. it, you See, know, versus yep. just like all talk. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why um, I think my daughter and I have a really good, solid relationship. I think and part of that is because I'm very transparent with her about my past, my childhood and the things that I've done, experienced good or bad. Um, and then I try again through example and leave it open for her to come to me when she's ready, right. you know, like, okay, you know, I, to me, let me just give you this nugget if again, if you're a parent and if you ever decide, um, to be a parent, but teaching your children is not controlling your children. It's not about control. It's about teaching. You know, when we never want to control, we have to teach our children to have their own thoughts, their own opinions, and to trust their intuition. Trust themselves. Trust that they can make a good choice. And I, I will say 100% that is, like, at the time, it didn't make sense growing up. Like, I was like, oh, we're all doing this. We're all doing that. But when I look back now, like, I, I hope I become like my parents oh, when it comes to yeah. parenting because they never controlled me. Like yeah. when I got my car, they never once said, no, you can't go there. No, you can't be here. No, you can't stay the night there. No, I don't want that. Now they would be like, I don't want you out past dark. Mm -hmm. Let's be careful. Or, Hey, I think that might not be a good place for you to go, right. you know, but then they would let me, they'd be like, right. but it's your car. It's your decision. Okay. You know what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, but nine times out of 10, I'm not going to disappoint them. But I will say from what you're just telling me, it means that they trusted the parenting. They trusted what they were teaching him. Yep. They trusted what they trusted themselves, you know, and I think that's very, very important as a parent that you are trusting yourself and what you're teaching your child. Yeah. Um, and that it's the right thing for your family. Every family is different. Right. And exactly. how they do things, everybody's going to be different. Um, but I think it's just being able to trust yourself. So we have to, um, oh, we're having so many good comrade like nuggets here. Right. We're like drifting everywhere. I know. Where did we start? I know. <laughs> but it's okay. But we have like a few more minutes. Yes. So I wanted to like just hit on a few nuggets that yep. you have given me during um, this process with Cycle Bar. Um, so <laughs> you made a, a comment like make whatever sound you got to make. <laughs> like it's okay if your neighbor hears you. Right, exactly. You know, I think a lot of times when we're going through life that we're like, okay, I can't make this sound. I can't do this because I don't want them to know that I'm actually struggling right now. But you make it okay. Like it's okay to make those sounds. Well, because we're all in this, we're all in it together. So at the end of the day, if your bike is squeaking and your neighbor can hear it, it's okay. Because guess what? It's yeah. a bike. It's going to squeak. If you're breathing heavy, I'm nine times out of ten, your neighbor's <laughs> probably breathing heavy. You know, if you like, we're at the end of the day, we're all struggling to get to the same thing mm -hmm. so it's okay to hear your neighbor's breath it's okay to hear your bike squeak it's okay to hear all those things because we're human yeah. and we're just on this journey together yeah. and that's the thing you know what i think from that is okay to if you have a flaw if you've made a mistake it's okay the person next to you the people around you they've all made mistakes they've all had flaws we yes. all do it and if it's being seen like that's okay release it it's all right we all are climbing the same hill right exactly you know we're all exactly. pushing trying to get to the top of the same hill mm -hmm. um and another thing is you said if you, have, if you have to sit down and catch your breath that's okay just get back up because initially I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this, but I felt like I was about to die. And you said, oh, it's okay to sit down. And that's, again, I, again, I don't know if he saw my face. I don't know, but it's like he said it at the right time. So he was like, just sit down, you but can, get back up. Usually I can sense it, and I will say I kind of took that and tweaked it a little bit. From I used to do yoga, and I had my favorite instructor, and she said it one time, and then she said it occasionally after that, and it stuck with me. But she, because in yoga, you know, you do some mm -hmm. things that might not hurt the body but she said i'd rather you hurt your ego than you hurt your body wow. and that's so true because when you're especially when it comes to working out like 
your ego is usually what we're protecting because yeah, we're like, oh, I don't want my neighbor so to see that me, I'm sitting down or something, you know? So it's yeah. like, and I started saying it in class. I'm like, hey, I'd rather you hurt yes. your ego than you hurt your body because you're pushing too hard. So oh I'm not going to take all the credit from my oh, fun classes. My I've had goodness. nuggets of people that have poured into yes. it that I've taken from and I put my own twist on it and stuff, but it's true. Oh my goodness. So look, guys, um, I only have a few more minutes, but let me tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. Me too. Like, Thank I you for having me on. Love it. I absolutely love it. And you were my first. So first like, everybody has some big shoes to fill. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, because you have made this enjoyable. You make my cycle runs enjoyable. So I keep wanting to come back. And, you know, honestly, is that this whole setup and how I've changed my YouTube page and everything else like that, even the podcast getting it started was from that first. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Yes, that is so from exciting. That first, like, spiritual experience yeah. that I had in yeah. your class. So Aww. thank you so much. No, hey, I'm just, I'm proud of you for coming and, you know, taking something from my class because. Nine times out of ten, we don't expect people to. I just expect people to come in, have a good time, have a good yeah. sweat, have a little mental release, and move on. So the fact that something grew yes. from that is amazing. Same. So I love him. Like he's the best person ever. Like your spirit is Thank beautiful, you. your heart is beautiful. And something that I do want to say because we are two strong people, I, mm -hmm. I know that we are. We're mm -hmm. just we just have those personalities and that spirit just to keep fighting for what we want, yes. for what we see, for yes. what our hearts desire. But I will say this in closing. Make sure you check on your strong friends. Yes, always. Always. You said that in our last meeting. Yeah. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Check on your strong friends. There's the ones that need the most. Yes. <laughs> it's like, we, yeah, we got it. We're okay. Yeah. But we still need to know that somebody can sense that we need just a yes. little bit of a shoulder, just whatever the case is. So, Arnold, thank you so much thank for you, joining Maria. me on Mother's Daughters. Yes. This was fun. This. Everybody, I will talk to you soon. I will see you soon. And there is so much more to come. I love y'all. Bye.